0: Me. all right.
1: There we go, and without further ado, uh, Jake Clements is in the room. It's like Dr. Who.
0: It's like Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Jake, it's a pleasure. Um, Yeah, Jake Clements is of the Texas Whiskey Festival. And I, I touched base with him a couple of weeks ago, knowing that I was coming to Texas, and I thought, well, when in Rome do what the, the Romans do, you know? And... Uh, I, I, I've went and bought a few TX TX bourbon, um, and I ha- I thought I had about the most Texas whiskey imaginable. We have a Balcones ZZ top bottling here, Which um, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was talking to oh, Three
1: We've lost them. We've lost them. We've lost
0: them. We'll
1: uh, we'll have to wait for the to, to click back in again. There, for him to log back in.
0: Now, I'll just talk a little bit of, quickly about. What I've noticed in, in uh, I haven't been to a huge amount. I've been to a few liquor stores, and I've noticed that there's no hey, <laughs> I've noticed that there are a, a fair decent variety of of world whiskies, and certainly a fair decent variety of scotch. But the amount of bourbons and Texas whiskies that are available here now it's it's huge. It's impressive just how much there is available. So what is the Texas whiskey scene, Jake? What is happening in, in whiskey in Texas?
2: I mean, it's a it's a booming industry. I mean, it's growing fast. Um, there's new distilleries every day. I mean, bourbon is a big part of it, but, I mean, we have some great single malt. Um, in fact, one of them, this one right here, uh, just made Whiskey Advocates top 20 whiskeys of the year um, for yeah. 2021. I mean, and they're a small producer out of Blanco, Texas. It, it just... One thing is that this industry is growing, but they're just they're about creativity and they're not they're willing to push boundaries. We don't because this industry is only 12, 13 years old here in Texas. We don't have a preset notion of what whiskey is supposed to be. So we just kind of make what we want to make. You know, if you were in Kentucky and you'd make a bourbon, it's going to have to taste like that bourbon. Where here we have bourbons that (laughs) fill the spectrum and single malts. And uh, this one right here out of Iron Roots called the Celt. It is a take on your Irish style of whiskey, the pot still, with some malted and unmalted barley. Um,
1: wow! It, you, you actually yeah. know what pot still is, there, Jake?
2: Oh yeah, you know I, do, I know what pot still is. I uh, yeah, I do, I do. I teach whiskey education classes too for whiskeys around the world, and Irish whiskey is a growing facet within the United States. I mean, I heard y'all talking yeah. about that a little earlier, um, and it's and it's just a uh, it's. You know, it went from where it was the most popular to almost non-existent, and it's making a comeback with, you know, full steam, right? And so, um, yeah, I mean, but as far as Texas goes, I mean, that scene is, it's just fast and growing, and you get a little bit of everything. Um, We have something for anyone. And and to your point, you saw the balconies on the list earlier. I just mentioned the the, uh, striker from Andalusia making the um, Whiskey Advocate list. But the Iron Root Distillery in Denison, their bourbon's won world's best bourbon from Whiskey Magazine before. Their Hebrister's won world's best corn whiskey twice, I believe. They're cre- yeah. Even though it's as young as the industry is, they're creating whiskeys that can compete with anything the world is making. And uh, it's just incredible to see it happening so quickly.
0: Now, you say that Texas whiskey or Texas bourbon or whatever way you want to put it is, is new. I mean, it's only 12, 13 years old. How did it start? Who started it? And how has it grown so quickly?
2: Well, so the first person to get a permit was Garrison Brothers Distillery in um, High, Texas, for bourbon. Uh, Balcones actually beat them to the market with a product called Baby Blue, which is 100% corn whiskey. Uh, very young. I think it was six months old whenever they um, went to market with it. the uh, And then kind of really there's some things that – so – Back to Balconias in their Texas one single malt that was on that mm-hmm. list. Um, I think it was 2012 or 2013. I can't remember the exact year, but they entered it into a contest in Scotland and it beat single malt scotches from Scotland <laughs> from a flavor. And that really put that distillery on the map. Uh, yeah. It was almost impossible to find for years here, just because they couldn't keep up with demand. Uh, yeah. Now you can get it pretty much anywhere um, and it's great. Uh, but that, I mean, things like that, you um, And then just Texas and Texans are loyal. Um, I mean, we will support local brands. And so we found a community that's really gotten behind what Texas whiskey is and the distillers, unlike most, uh, you know, from my experience, most communities, they're all friends. They help each other. Um, they support each other from a standpoint of, Oh man, I'm having, um, I'm having trouble with, you know, getting, you know, my fermentation is this, they call up somebody and, like they give them help on how to, you know, fix whatever issues that are happening. And so um, I think that kind of camaraderie, that kind of close knit, and then, like I said, the community that is of consumers that is, are willing to go buy and try and experiment with things are one of the reasons we've seen the yeah. growth that we have.
0: I, I, I'm, I was quite impressed by the fact that there seems to be that the, the Texas whiskeys here. Are a very reasonable price for what you're getting, um, and I I assume in part that's to do with taxes. Uh, our our taxes are well, are quite they're quite heavy back back in in the UK and Ireland. Um, so it almost seems as if there is, shall we say, a a the state itself is is helping out on this. Is that would that be fair enough, or is there?
2: Uh, I mean. I think you get good value for what you what you pay for it. I mean, they are some are more expensive than others. Like Balcones, they're one of the older ones in Texas, and so they have bourbons that are you can get for thirty dollars. Um, yeah, you know, whereas even the Garrison Brothers, they have a special release that they do every year that's a three hundred dollar bottle. Yeah. I mean, so it ranges in the price and the spectrum, um, but the average is probably in that forty to sixty range. Um, yeah, affordable, and, and it is, and most of them because we're as a community, we're big believers about yeah, we're drinkers, not collectors, and so yeah. they want to make a product that the average consumer can easily purchase and drink and not be worried about you know breaking the bank whenever they
0: do yeah. it. Well, I, uh, that's why oh. I, I, I like the collectible stuff. I have the whiskey collection. I think most I think most people who drink whiskey oh. tend they end up having a collective well, okay. stuff. <laughs> I've got Redbreast Twenty One right here. I mean, <laughs> see. <laughs> but I, I'm surprised that just there is a fairly healthy range of of Irish whiskey floating about here. Um, it's come across quite well, and um, I mean, would that, do you see that expanding a bit more, or being a bit more um, contemporary, or do you see it in competition with Texas whiskies, or or is that mutually beneficial?
2: I think it's. I mean, I think it's mutually beneficial. If I mean, if you can get somebody, I mean, the main thing is to get people to drinking whiskey if you can start them with drinking whiskey then you can then it gives them the opportunity to expand their um, palate and their horizons right and see what else is out there um so an irish whiskey because it is very approachable from a drinking perspective through the triple distillation i love the pop still style red breast green spot i I love that kind of that light greeny um you know sugar cookie-esque kind of flavor profile that it has with it and so it's a great way to get people into whiskey that aren't necessarily um, big whiskey drinkers. Yeah. Uh, even though that corn and bourbon ha- provides a little bit of sweetness to it, it's still a little bit, it packs more of a punch than, um, you know, your red rush 12 does uh, yeah. green spot. And so I think if you can do that and then we can get them into other whiskeys, I think it's good for, you know, all parties involved. Right. So, and as long as you're drinking whiskey, then you're fun to hang out <laughs> with. So it doesn't really matter what you're drinking.
0: <laughs> exactly. hundred uh,
1: percent. That, <laughs> Go ahead, Justin. This has been your uh, this is your fourth fifth year of the Texas Whiskey Festival, then. We're coming
2: going on. into our we're going into our fifth year. Um, did the first one in twenty eighteen, and then uh, coming in twenty twenty two will be the fifth one. We were able to we did the third one the week before the world shut down with COVID, um, <laughs> essentially, and then we were able to manage do a socially distanced version of it, um, scaled down in twenty twenty one. And then we'll go back into a kind of a different format or the normal format, two nights thing, um, into 2022. We'll have about 30 different Texas-based distilleries there, probably representing close to 100 different whiskeys. And I say Texas-based. A lot of them are producing whiskeys grain to glass here in Texas. Um, But some are sourcing, blending, and doing that and totally fine with that as long as they are transparent about what they do. I mean, ultimately, we want the consumer to be able to decide what they like and don't like. We just don't want you to try to, you know, if you you, say, you import something from Ireland, put slap a Texas label on it and try to call it. That's that's not going to work. Yeah, you,
0: know, yeah, you don't but, want so. you don't want Glen Paso Glen whiskey. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the, the smell of heather coming down from the mountains. <laughs>
2: Not in El Paso. No.
0: I can I can tell you a
1: story about that. My grandfather took dual pineapples, right, uh, from the Philippines, right, and they sat on the quayside in California for 24 hours, and then they put them back on the ship and they became American pineapples. <laughs> hey, I mean...
0: yes. guessing you, yeah. what you're saying, Justin, is that you're not the only hook in your family. You're the only grand <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah. Very good. Hey. There is a slight problem um with having in texas can you can't deliver alcohol you can't you can't ship we alcohol. cannot
2: yeah. we can't ship um any spirits wine you can um but liquor spirits uh, you cannot so which kind of makes some of the role distilleries a little harder because some of the releases are special releases that you've just got to, you've got to drive to the distillery to get um, some of them, the distribution small. And so they're only at a few liquor stores. And if you're not in one of, if you're not in a you know, a big city, then those, then they may not be able to have it there. And so um, it's, it, it makes it challenging for some, but there are a few liquor stores here in the state that are really good to the craft guys and really yep. try to support them and bring them in. And um, we try to support them as much as we can too, just because of, you know, of course. Uh, if they're going to support the distilleries, then we're going to support them.
0: Now, say, for example, our guys back in Ireland or the UK um, are wanting to to join the Whiskey Festival in March. Now, the Whiskey Festival, when is it? It's 14th, May 15th, and 14th. Four- May 13th and 14th. May 14th, 14th. Now, if they are wanting to, say, partake of this, uh, how, how would they possibly get. Um, Get some get some some texas whiskey so can they just join in with stuff that they could buy in the uk uh, so
2: it's a live event so it's a live event so if you're going to come to the festival you're going to buy a ticket you're going to get to show up you're going to get to walk around meet the people that are making it um try different spirits uh smoke cigars uh after the kind of tasting winds down i've got dueling pianos lined up to play for everybody and so it becomes quite
1: the. Is party. it Billy Jewel and Elton John? Is it? I'm on the way. <laughs> How did you, guess? How did you guess?
2: I wasn't supposed to tell anybody that. Just yes. yet.
0: I think Elton John would be in trouble right here. I watched. Uh, <laughs> I watched. I watched the ZZ Top uh, documentary on Netflix, and one of the funniest lines I've ever heard in my life. ZZ Top said, "One of the guy, one of the beard guys said." Um, yeah, we had long hair back in Texas in the seventies, and that was dangerous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, he was deadly oh, dead dead serious. <laughs> that's, that's oh, he true.
0: was. <laughs> That's
1: true. Listen, if you're watching online tonight, be sure to comment, like, and share. We're on Facebook at Irish Whiskey Review. We're on uh, YouTube at Irish Whiskey Review. We're LinkedIn at Irish Whiskey Review. We're on Instagram at Irish Whiskey Review. And we're also, wherever you get your podcast from and your smart figures, Irish Whiskey Review as well. We're talking to Jake Clements tonight from the uh, Texas dot com. Check them out. They're online. Marty. Now, the
0: climate in Texas... Uh, <laughs> varies quite a lot right because it's it's enormous. I mean for anybody living in little 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 Ireland, uh to try and appreciate the scale of this place is just a no no. So, yeah, I mean I'm here in the desert, which there's a distillery just down the street. Um they're going to face totally different challenges to so uh, you know a San Antonio based distillery or whatever. Oh absolutely but doing it in I mean, I was trying to tell Justin beforehand. last night here it was it was freezing last night. The temperature and, varies
1: greatly, and, doesn't
0: it? You know, this variation of temperature has a huge effect on the production of whiskey. So is there ever going to be a, a the difficulties of distilling in Texas, along with is there going to be a Texas style at some point or or how did how does that, you know? <laughs>
2: So, distilling in Texas, I mean, what we're finding is that, so just for reference, I'm uh, 10 hours away from El Paso. Wow. Uh, and I'm, and oh, and I'm in the middle of the state.
1: Yeah. So,
2: um, the uh, Texas, I mean, whiskey age is a little bit quicker in Texas. Part of it is that the fluctuations, but the constant heat and temperature, right? I mean, when it gets cold, it pushes all the whiskey out of the barrel and it just kind of goes dormant and doesn't do a whole lot, right? Whereas... When it's hot and cold, it's expanding and it's pushing deep into those barrels. So, you know this. Um, I mean, looking at the color on this right here, which I can see, this is two years old. know. Versus, yeah. you know, this red. I can pull out this red press. And now, if the bottle wasn't colored, you'd see how light that, how light the, uh, how light the color and is. It, right for something 20 that's twenty-one years old. Yeah. and so because of that, we get whiskey that's mature. Quickly, it's not necessarily old because you can be mature without being old, as, you know,
0: or, as, or I, you can be old I, without I, being I, I mature. I I'm as, as,
1: so, um, but the so we
2: get a lot of that, and so it, especially with bourbon, what we're finding is that produces a lot kind of some oak flavors and things like that into it. So, we don't find a lot of real old Texas whiskey. I mean, I think the no. oldest one to date I've tasted was eight years. Um, Will and they're still experimenting. We're trying to find ways to slow down the aging, whether it's bigger barrels and things like this. Like, just we're trying to find ways to slow it down. But in different climates, we do see different, uh, you know, angel share, um, and that kind of thing. You know? yep. So it will change by region in Texas. It, it, it's such a big state, and like in the panhandle in the top of Texas, we do get snow. And it does uh, get cold throughout a year. So we don't have a whiskey distillery up there. But if,
1: dude, imagine we might be able to get
2: something a little longer there, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But who knows? Uh, some places are more humid than others. So will there be a – I don't know that there's going to be a distinct style. I mean, I think that there are – there's house flavors within each of the distilleries. Yeah, um, I mean, Balconius is a great example. I love their products. But there's all – you can always tell when it's a Balconius product. I mean, <laughs> Which is great. I mean, and so, you know, what I can tell you is high proof and bold is really <laughs> what we're is what we're getting with Texas whiskeys right now.
0: Um, I, I, I find I've drunk a few um, Texas whiskeys now and, and a few Balcones, and they're not subtle. You know, they're not. They're not. They're not something that you say. Oh, there's a, there's a hint of this. It's basically we're <laughs> we're Texas. You know, mm. they, they, they they tend to. Understand stand um which is i mean and it's
2: unlike the subtleness like what you get with someone like the red and things like that which i love it is this is our whiskeys are a kick open the door with a with a band of characters coming behind it (laughs) saying oh i want to be up front oh no smell me no smell me no taste like it it, they're all buying to be number one and they're and they're fighting for it and it's just um so it's this really bold that's that boldness that I was talking about, right?
0: I'm going to I'm going to open my ZZ Top bottle because I, can, I, I kind of I kind of can't know it. Um I was hang on if you can get it open. That is, I'm going to have to go and get it's, a gun.
1: It's child it. proof, Marty. It's child proof. <laughs> <laughs> t- we
2: are. I mean, we don't let children drink that much. So if you can't no. get into the bottle, it's kind of.
0: Yeah. No,
1: no, no. I have to make sure to tell Facebook tonight that it's over 21s only in this broadcast. You see, yeah. everywhere else it's 18, you see, you know, uh, unless, yeah. unless you're George Bush's daughters. But anyway, <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> well, um,
2: well in Texas, I don't, in Texas, it's probably a little, I mean, legally it's 21, but it's Texas.
0: <laughs> it's Texas. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is batch zzt one. First thought you like about this. Trace Hombres. Uh, I've never tried this before. Uh, Texas Whiskey is made from three Texas grown grains, corn, barley and rye in the same spirit of honest explorations and synergy that cement its easy talk's place in the music history. Never chill, filtered or coloured. It doesn't really need to be. And this is out of Balcones, you are in Waco. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: uh, Waco, Waco's uh, home of the Magnolia people now. It um, is. They, it's Gaines, yep. They, I, Joanna, they seem to be huge over here. There's loads of stuff. So they
2: are. It's a, uh, if you've ever I mean, if you go to Waco, it's just a massive like following. <laughs> There's always a line of people. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's, a, <laughs> it's you know. Huge. But I always go. I always go for balconies. Never. It'll never go to Waco for Magnolia.
0: Yeah, I've have not necessarily something that would address me a huge amount, but um, bridge it's. Again, on the nose, it's, it's sharp, it's punchy. You it know, is. It is. It's not
2: letting. It's been a little rain. bit since I've had it, but there's, if I'm not mistaken, there's a lot. There's some red fruit in there on the nose. Um,
0: there's a, there's a, a couple of sharp notes, almost a slightly astringent sharp note to it. But there's some fruit. There's some honey. But it, it, it's very much. You know, this is not letting you go. Mm. I mean, that's fifty percent. It tastes fifty percent, but it tastes like it should be fifty percent. You know, right? Not in a bad way. It's not in a bad. I know some of these um, fifty percent whiskies where it's you need a little teaspoon just to calm it down. I know this is just opened, but it's.
2: I I really like. That's one of the newest releases that they have. I really like it. Um, That's lovely. They're single malt. They're single malt and They do a variety of them. Versus, they do some that are in new charred oak, some that are in used oak. They have one that's uh, finished in the rum that they make, and that one is just uh, hands well, over. You know,
0: all I'll say about that is that's a young whiskey, right? You can taste that it's a young whiskey in terms of international, but it's got a nice finish to it. There's some, there's 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 some better quality whiskeys if you like that wouldn't have the finish that this is. No,
2: I I mean, well, and that kind of goes back to that. I think that one's—I think it's it's three years old, um, if I'm not mistaken. That's where we get that maturity that I was talking about, without it being an old thing. So you can still taste that. Yeah, it's kind of got some youth to it, but it's mature in flavor. and so and and we're seeing that a lot with what Texas is producing and the whiskey. And I mean, we tell everybody all the time, especially when it comes to bourbon look, if you're buying Texas bourbon and you expect it to taste like Kentucky, just put the bottle back on the shelf. That's not what we're trying to do. I mean, we're creating something that's uniquely whatever it is that distillery wants to create. Um, And so same thing with single malts, right? I mean, we don't – this is the only – this one that I was telling you earlier, the Celt, is the only one that is actually a pot still whiskey coming out of – I mean, we have a lot of pot stills here, but you know what I'm talking about, Irish pot still whiskey Mm -hmm. coming out of Texas – we have a, but we have a, we have a lot, a growing single malt scene too. Uh, I mean, I've got two different ones here. This is one that I worked on with some friends, uh, new distillery here that we finished and used brandy barrels. Um, you know, and then this one, the one that made uh, the whiskey advocate twenty list. their barley instead of using like peat, like you know, a Lagavulin does. Yeah. They, uh, they smoke their uh, malt with mesquite oak and applewood so basically texas barbecue in a glass
1: <laughs> wow. um wow. and it's a it's uh it's
2: it's 50 percent um uh stephen quinn the ABV is spiritual sometimes it does sometimes, sometimes it does not um there's a lot of times in which it actually comes out the exact same um mm-hmm. But, yeah, sometimes it does, and I usually equate that to is it's so damn hot, the angels drink the water instead of the whiskey, and so <laughs> leaving more whiskey. Um, uh, but. but, but yeah, so this one, like, and I'm glad it's getting the recognition that it deserves because you get that smoke, but then you get a little bit of that, like, orange pill and leather on the palate, and then it kind of goes away into that, more of that smoke. It's just, it makes a great old-fashioned. Um, you know, it's just all around just some interesting interesting approaches to what they want to do with
0: whiskey. Wow. Now you mentioned it's it's different. It's different and it should be different. Uh and it's it's building its own space. Uh yeah.
1: You you mentioned cocktails there. So so you aren't that purist that you, you you don't do cocktails.
2: Oh no I mean I think well I personally I I don't do them near as often as I used to. Um whenever I first got into whiskey I drank a ton of cocktails. I love I still like a good old fashioned um, I've gotten to where I most, I drink it more neat than anything, but as a way to promote Texas whiskeys and get people into whiskey, um, for about, Oh, I don't know, eight months. Every Friday I released a new cocktail via social media with a, and I never repeated one. So wow. they're all on the festivals website. Sometimes I ended up making them at eight o'clock the Friday morning. I was supposed to release them and that was always fun. because I forget. <laughs>
1: Just,
2: Uh, yeah. So at 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm having a, Sometimes multiple cocktails because I screwed up the first <laughs> one and it wasn't good. Uh, it oh, I a really
0: long work day. I mean, that's a mean that's a up again. I'll have to have another one. Oh, oh sorry.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. Sometimes it was that, and then other times it was really just like, oh God, what did I do?
0: Right <laughs> the the festival itself is mm-hmm. is it's based where 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 is?
2: So right outside of Austin, Texas. So. Pretty much, kind of center of the state, um, hill country, absolutely beautiful. Um, if you, you know, beautiful sunsets, that kind of thing. You know, I've been to Ireland. I love it too. Uh, di- different, beautiful in a different way. How about of that? Of course, uh, absolutely. But no, I mean it's yeah. We're right outside of Austin. Plenty of places to stay. Lots of good food here. Um, what is my go-to Irish whiskey? Ooh. Okay. So I've been. So my dad' his favorite thing is Irish whiskey, and so. I do every time, like Father's Day, whatever, I go to the store with our growing collection of Irish whiskeys, and I'm always trying to find something that he hasn't had. So I've tried a lot of what we can get here in. Um, right now, my go-to is I really love the green spot that's been finished in the Ziffindel cask. Yeah. I right. That one right now is just... It's so light, so fruity, just so approachable that you just can't help but go, damn.
0: You know, I, I, Irish whiskeys have this reputation of being very, very approachable. They're, they're, there's a huge and expanding, as you can imagine, it's huge and it's expanding every day. I couldn't believe you could get Dunville's here, 18.08, their blend, for $19.20. For, for I mean, if, if, if you if you don't know about Dunville's distillery, um, the stuff they do is fantastic. I mean, it's just unbelievable, really, really uh, sherry laden, but not sickeningly sweet. And to find that on the shelves in El Paso and Texas for that kind of money really blew me away. And it's nice to see more and more Irish stuff um, making an appearance on an international stage. By the same token, we should be, we hopefully will be seeing more and more Texas whiskeys appearing over in the think you will. And, I think
2: you will. I mean, I know that there's a few. Um that are really focusing on an international market. Um, Yellow Rose out of Houston, who has a great um, 100% corn bourbon, a few other things. Um, they're focusing on some a European distribution. Uh, and then there's oh, a couple others that I can't remember, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but that are really working to try to get into overseas markets um, yeah. to expand, you know, just share it with the world, right? Um, but it so gets. I me... Mean, Distribution can be really hard, um, and you know when you're a small operation, like you know, uh, Andalusia, they're still hand labeling at all. I mean, they don't have <laughs> giant bottle; they don't have giant bottle labeling and operations. They're hand filling it, uh, hand labeling it.
0: But I mean, it's a it's, uh, it's okay looking to international, but you have to be able to keep up with demand too. Exactly, um, and that's that's where some some of the small guys always sort of fall down on. They make great product, but there's not enough of it. Um, yeah. And that, that's always going to be a problem. Now, how many distilleries is there in Texas these days? Man, you know, from, 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 from 13 years ago when there was. It's a, re-
2: it's a growing number daily. I want to say, off the top of my head, there are 50 plus whiskey <laughs> distilleries. Wow. Yeah um which i don't know when you look at it compared to scotland in a which is a much smaller geographic area yeah. there's probably more than that versus texas this massive state and that's really kind of where we're at and there might be a few more than that that's just a rough number yeah. off the top of my head um yeah. i mean obviously we have vodka distilleries we have rum and we have some things like that but texas um, is by far um it's fastest growing here the fastest
0: growing spirit here in texas yeah I mean, it just sort of suits the place, if I'm honest. It it does suit the place.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's – when you think about, like, a lot of times, especially in America, whether it's Texas or not, you think about whiskey, you think about the Wild West and, you know, and, you know, speakeasies and – well, if we are going to talk about the Wild West, well, you got to talk about Texas to some degree.
0: (laughs) a cowboy didn't go in. If Justin had been a cowboy and walked in and say, oh, can I get a pina colada with wee umbrella and a cherry on top? He'd have got shot there and then. Oh, <laughs> and I'd, I'd have yeah, shot him. him. <laughs>
2: well, Justin, don't ask for a pina colada then. Get
1: off, get off your horse and drink your milk, Jake.
0: This tres hombres, there's actually a mint note on this, which is, I found a little bit surprising.
2: Yep. Yeah, if you can find a bottle of this Striker, this smoked single malt, I, I highly recommend it while you're here in Texas we'll take some yeah. back with you. Um, it is just, it's unlike anything you've had. Um, I share it with, whenever I do these whiskey education classes, and especially if they want to talk about Texas whiskey, I take them through kind of the, the story of it, you know, from the beginning to the bourbons to the, but we got to talk about single malts. And one of the things I love about this is just so uniquely Texan in that it's turned people that don't like smoked whiskeys, because the, what they're used to is a Lagavulin or a Laphroaig, and what they really don't like is peat. They don't like that medicinal Band-Aid, whereas this should get all the smoke without the medicinal and the Band-Aid kind of uh, those flavor profiles. And people just look at it and go, oh, yeah, wh- oh wow, okay. It, it
1: definitely- it, where can find people find details of your whiskey education classes then?
2: Um, they're just, uh, I do them mostly for it, when people, corporations hire me to do it. Uh, I don't okay. necessarily do any just like online. Hey, I'm doing this whiskey one-on-one class or anything like that. But so they all reach out to me through via the uh, festivals website, TXWhiskeyFest.com. Wonderful. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. I've done virtual events. I've done all kinds of things where, you know, we ship out samples and we do the things all virtual and, uh, I mean, Hey, I've never shipped international, but you know, I'm not opposed to giving it a whirl.
0: Absolutely, mm-hmm. there should be. Now, TX Bourbon um, mm-hmm. is is quite interesting too, Firestone and Robertson. Uh, we, me and Justin have... Uh, we, we got talking to Rob Arnold who did the mm. did the book of Whiskey, who obviously was connected to this. We have an interview in the can, which we'll probably put out over Christmas at some point. But, um, again, exciting what they're doing. Um, really, really it's very similar to what Waterford are doing in Ireland. They they it's this idea of terroir, keeping everything local, their, their yeast is isolated from, from pecan nuts, etc. etc. I mean, there there's a there's an academic nature to the whiskey and, and that sense of place, whether you believe in the terroir or whatever, that's entirely up to yourself. But that sense of place and TX are are really gripping that and really taking that forward.
2: Absolutely, they are. And Rob's great. Uh, Every time I've gotten a chance to talk to him, it's just been enlightening and fun. Um, But no, they are. But there's a lot of distilleries in Texas that are also focusing on that kind of um, that place, the Terroir. Like, you know, it's a so Iron Root and Jenison that kind of showed you theirs. They've won World's Best Whiskey. They focus on varietal, corn varietals, whether it's, you know, uh, heirloom varietals that don't exist, that they're having farmers do. But a lot of them are sourced within 60 miles of the distillery. And so they're really focusing on what that is and how to do it. Um, Another distillery here in Austin, they're using all Texas grown grains. Um, Andalusia, the striker that I did, they actually while those all those grain, the grains that they use for their core products aren't grown in texas they recently released one that was all texas grown barley um balconius has products that are all texas grown grain there's a lot of distillers in texas that really do believe in that spirit of place and the people that are making it and where the whiskeys come from um so yeah i mean it's a big thing it's a big part of texas and to answer the question on structure so Uh, If you go to andalusianwhiskey.com, there is a place. So there are some farms, some uh, some ways where they can ship. They can't ship into Texas. I don't know whether they can ship international, um, but you can definitely uh, go to andalusianwhiskey.com. Go to their whiskeys page. uh, It'll see Striker, and then it'll say "Ship to me." Click that, and then enter where you're at and. It'll tell you whether it can ship to you or not. I don't want to make any promises whether it can or can't, but I know that there were, there's a lot of distillers that are working on ways around the shipping aspect of it. We yeah. still can't ship into Texas, but we're working on trying to. Hey, you want to ask
1: Jeff Bezos and Amos and they'll work away <laughs> the to ship
0: it. Well, listen. I mean,
2: right. Yeah. Well, if, we could get, if we could get him on it, then we'd be fine. <laughs> Everybody would be set. Hey, whiskey in two days. <laughs>
0: He could, get, he, could, he could get his phallic shaped space rocket to take care <laughs> of.
1: Hey, I'd be okay with that, you know.
0: I'd be happy enough. I'd be enough. Bear with me one second. Just bear with me one second. Yeah.
1: He, must be a way to, he must be a way to get some here, Jake. Uh, 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 oh, 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 he's got to get his hat hey, on. Oh, he's, he's, he oh, he's, get, he's getting his hat on. In he's in his hat on. It's too yeah. here now. Oh, I like I have, to, have to make you pick with that hat on. There you go. It's JR. You who shot him? <laughs> who shot him? <laughs>
0: doing, keep your voice down because over here you never know. <laughs> no. But no, no. When in Rome, do what the Romans do. But no, I can actually no, I mean, understand. I actually, understand why they wear these here because whenever the sun's beating down, uh, you do need this oh, white yeah. brim hat. And when it's raining. It actually rains quite heavy. So, yeah, I, can, I totally get these. But no. Yeah,
2: we don't have a light rain here. When it rains, it rains. Yeah. And it beats you up.
0: <laughs> it does. It just beats you up. Now, a uh, couple of quick things before I go. Yeah. The all of American whiskey scene, now, not just Texas, is just booming. out. I mean, there's just distilleries popping up all over the place. I was asked at a... Um, I actually wasn't. There was a guy being interviewed for the press, and one of the press guys asked him, where's the emerging markets in whiskey? And I said, just to interrupt, I have to say the US, because there's so many new distilleries popping up all across the country. You're buying whiskey more and more and more. It's a hugely growing industry. And in some ways, it is an emerging market, because you, the idea of Buying bourbon and scotch, the Kentucky bourbons—that was essentially it. You know, Tennessee and Kentucky, that was it. And now it's just exploded all across the nation. Um, Is is that something that's going to last, or is there more and more more coming? Or, but I mean, I
2: think there—I think it is. I think we—I don't think we're close to seeing it um, stop, stop or tap out yet. Uh, I think there's just too many. um, You know, there's too many distillers popping up, and the thirst for. Uh, for good whiskey and different whiskey and new whiskey is continuing to grow as people are trying and they've tried the experience stuff. You know your your old Kentucky bourbons or Jim Beam's, your Maker's March. You know your or they they've gotten into the single malts from you know Lago Bluins and all that. Whether it's from America, or whether it's from India, whether it's from Japan, people are interested in trying new and different. Yeah. And as long as that is continuing to happen then I think you're going to continue to see that boom. And where those are happening are your craft markets like Texas, Colorado, where they don't have an established industry, and they're just kind of free to do whatever they want to do because they're like,
1: <laughs> well, what is Colorado exactly. whiskey?
2: I don't know what Colorado whiskey is. Let's make it up, right? Same thing just the Texas, right?
1: Right.
2: We're just, we're just, we're, nobody is dictating what Texas whiskey is. And so we are, we are making it what we want it to be. And then the, ultimately the public will decide based on what they continue to buy
0: or not yeah. buy
1: on what Texas
0: whiskey is, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I, I honestly think that all of this, is room for all of it. And, and the more and more stuff that people are doing, the more exciting it becomes. Uh, and once there's new markets opening up all the time, uh, the Far East is beginning to get moving across the thing. And this is something we can have. I'm buying into the collectibles as well, which is... A oh, yeah. huge part of things too, so it's it's been fantastic. Um, Jake, thank you very much for joining us, Um we will catch up with you again. I hope so. If and, you can make uh, it
2: to Texas, come on. Uh, I'll see you at the uh, festival.
0: The only problem is making it to Texas. You have to make it to Texas, and then you have to get the to river. Is <laughs> you know, it's, it's like making yeah. it to Europe. It's like making okay, it to Europe, see. and then you have to go, go across. All right. Well, okay. How about this? Together.
2: I know. I know. There's a direct flight from London to Austin. British Airways direct direct flight London to Austin. Yeah, and then you're here. That's yeah. it.
0: I'll get Justin to pay that. Justin can that. He's, there,
2: there, for, he's
1: <laughs> there for three months. He's there for three months. He's there until the end of February. But there you go. Well, yep. I was going to say, Justin can pay for it. You can come back. It'll be great. <laughs> I'll I'll say, I'm going
2: to pay, I'm pay him for See, myself. Is that, okay, well, you could, yes, and pay for yourself. <laughs> that works for me too. I mean, I think it's win-win.
0: It's win-win. Uh, Oh uh, boy I'll I, we'll, we'll catch up again with you Jack, because Absolutely. it's been a pleasure and um, we'll get we'll keep up to date with what's going on in the, the Texas whiskey scene this place is huge and um, the people here people down here are so friendly so friendly um it's unreal uh, it almost reminds me of Belfast that's and I'm not joking about that because you walk down and people say hello to you and, and this is a huge oh, yeah. city. this is a big place um to so, yeah all I'll say is Evening all, evening mom, all that kind of stuff. Cheers.
1: <laughs> all right. Good night. Remember to comment like you share. Sure. Follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram and wherever you get your podcast from. Just ask for Irish whiskey review from your smart speaker. Good night. Take care. Good night. Cheers.